It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Alec trying to steer around, picked off, centered, they score! Back over to Manny, splits the defense, his shot, he scores! Back in his own end there was Shillington, on collision, VL, centering feed, they score! This is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Sharks AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. Hello and welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda. AHL affiliate of the NHL San Jose Sharks. I'm Nick Nolenberger. Since the last time we spoke, the NHL playoffs have continued and we're officially in round number two. And just one former Barracuda player is still standing. So far, Barkley Goodrow has a goal and an assist in nine games with the Tampa Bay Lightning, while former Shark captain Joe Pavelski has lit the lamp seven times for the Dallas Stars so far in 11 games as Dallas has taken a 2-0 lead on the Colorado Avalanche in round number two. In American Hockey League news, the Ontario Reign announced the signing of new head coach John Robleski, who comes from the United States National Team Development Program in the USHL. Robleski will take over for Mike Stuthers, who held the position for the last six seasons. In other Pacific Division news, the Arizona Coyotes announced the re-signing of forwards Blake Spears and Lane Peterson. Spears came over in a trade that included Taylor Hall halfway through the season from the New Jersey Devils. Meanwhile, Peterson, 23, totaled 34 points in 37 games this past year for the Tucson Roadrunners. In this week's episode, we're pleased to be joined by Barracuda head equipment manager, Mike Murphy. Without further ado, we'll send it to that conversation. Well, we're going to welcome in head equipment manager Mike Murphy, a reoccurring guest, one of our favorites. What's going on, Murph? How are you? Not a whole lot. Uh, just trying to stay out of the fires and out of the smoke, as we all are right now. It's it's tough, but oh, you you mentioned fires and smoke, and and that could be a metaphorical thing if you were referring to mid season. But we are in the off season. We hope everybody's staying safe with what is going on in the region. Hockey is tentatively started and slated for December. Right now, you'd be in the midst of uh, gearing up for training camp and the arrival of players. But uh, it's an odd year. It's a different year, so things are pushed back a little bit. But did have some work to do. You got some incoming guys. Give us an idea on what's what's on your slate right now from a work standpoint as you gear up for a season that, again, at this point is scheduled to start in December. Well, that's, that's funny you said that. It was actually, I came in yesterday and I was sending out gear to, uh, to some of our newer players that we just, that we just signed this offseason. So those guys will be ready to go come, come camp time. But, um, I mean, right now you figure, what is that? You get like a, a couple-month lead time. It's – this would be about the same time as if uh, the guys just got sent home from development camp, kind of right around that same timetable. So this is normally when, uh, you know, we'd be doing like all of our orders that have a, like a lot of lead time and everything like that. Fortunately, we had a little bit of time to come in in between then and, you know, get our ducks in a row as far as that goes. So I think we're a little, I think we're ahead of the game and I think we're, you know, there's really no worries in anything that comes to like ordering and all that 
boring stuff. But, uh, I mean, just being around the rink yesterday, like doing some of that stuff, it's like, man, I miss it. Like I want to be back and I, I can't wait for it. Yeah. I think everybody embraced being away for a little bit, kind of digesting what was going on, but I feel that the itch, the itch is, is coming back. And this is the time of year. I think our internal clock uh, would be yeah. mentally it's preparing. The, inter- the internal clock, the internal clock for sure. For, um, for a long regular season. But um, I guess we'll have a little bit more time to prepare for the upcoming year. More stuff that we can check off our, our list before the season starts. Um, a couple new guys that you, uh, that you were working with to get them gear. Joseph Greffa, Kyle Topping, a couple American League contract guys. Run us through the process on how that works for a guy. Let's start with a guy like Topping. What would be the situation? How do you get him outfitted um, for the upcoming year? How do you guys kind of communicate what he needs and, and what you're going to provide for him? I mean, that's it's as straightforward as giving him a phone call and, you know, shooting the breeze with him. It was more more of like an introductory thing because, you know, he's, I mean, he's met Brass. You had the uh, – you did the next wave with him. So he's met, he's met you guys. He was at – Kyle, for example, was at uh, development camp with us. So we have kind of a familiarity, but it was more like a reintroduction, like, hey, welcome to the team. Um, you know, what are you, what are you working with right now? What can we, you know, we're going to send you our kind of gear package that everyone wears. So you're training in, you know, in teal. You're, you know, we just kind of send them a little care package like that. So when they're doing their off-season training, they, uh, you know, they're representing the team that they're, that they're a part of and then you know like come and come to gear and not have to wear brand new stuff like when you know for day one when you're trying to make a team out of camp so that's um i mean i think it's a little bit of that it's it's really straightforward it's not as uh as exciting as it, as it may seem but uh it's it's nice to get in touch with these new guys you can hear the the excitement in their voice too like you know in the even in the brief phone call you can hear you can hear the guys are excited to get back or to come here and show, show us what they got. So that's, that gives me excited. That gives me juice too. Yeah. It's fun to have new blood in the building. That's going to bring, you know, a, a sense of excitement indeed. Um, you're from the Northeast, but you spent quarantine and this time off in the Bay area. Didn't leave. You're a racing enthusiast. When the season's not going on, you are all about, cars you have your own uh, old school mustang you like to work on and that's really what takes most of your time during the off season what have you been up to racing wise give us an idea of what you've been able to do over the last couple of months i know it's something you have a huge passion for i if this this is a good thing this isn't a, a video because my my grin is is just is silly right now yeah so i've i've been i've been drag racing all uh, all summer trying to go as much as i can every weekend uh it's been it was a little tough at the beginning with some tracks remaining closed due to covid and um they've all the tracks have worked in conjunction with the ownership group the county um and the state to make sure that they can host these events safely and i cannot stress enough that they are following their protocols to a t they're enforcing the mask policies they're they have uh hand sanitizer and hand wash stations everywhere. And it's, it's one of the safest things that, you know, you can be doing right now. So um, with that said, I've been trying to get out and do that as much as I possibly can this is the first real experience I've been able to have to get out and do it. I've been around drag racing my whole life, just, uh, you know, between my parents taking me to the track in a stroller to 
you know, it was my summer job through college and, and onwards, it's always just been a part of my life. So with, with COVID and everything and not, I don't, you know, not really being all excited about traveling back home during this, uh, it kind of was like, well, I guess we're going to fill the time by doing that. And, uh, it's been awesome. Been able to really explore California, which has been something I really wanted to do. And I really haven't had the chance to do since I moved out here. Um, and uh, been been having a lot of fun with it. I've had some success with it. I, I made you know won some money back, which was which was great. Uh, not wasn't really expecting any of that. Um, pays pays for my gas to get home, but <laughs> uh, no. I mean, it's been it's been a blast. There's a camping aspect to it. Going to like uh, you know a few of the tracks that are four or five hours away. Um, driving this old car that's taken me from the East Coast to, you know, to San Jose when I originally moved out here. So it's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of sentimental value with the car and a lot of miles and a lot of smiles. That's for, uh, that's for sure. Well, I know you're a busy guy during the season. There's not a lot of time to, to chit chat, but Dan Rusinowski, the voice of the Sharks, huge in racing. I don't know if you guys are necessarily oh. <laughs> into the same type of racing. I think he's very into Formula One, if I'm not mistaken. Have you guys ever chatted about, uh, about racing and cars? We have not, but I feel like that discussion is going to open up really quickly. Um, anything, anything with a motor and wheels or anything with a motor for that matter, and it goes fast, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Do you think there's a, a relation between, you know, you like the mechanics of cars, you like working on cars, hockey, you've got to work on the equipment, a lot of the stuff, you know, you're doing by hand. Do you think there's a, a correlation between the two? There's got to be. That's got to that's gotta be it. <laughs> okay, you're, you're going into, is it going to be, I think it's year number three for you as the head equipment manager. Is it year Correct. three? Yep, yeah. year three. Uh, seems, like it's, seems like it was yesterday, but. How have things slowed down for you? You're, you came from the SPHL before you were the assistant with the Barracuda for a year, but when you're the head guy, decisions are made with you and they're made final with you. How much slower have things become and how much more are you able to kind of, you know, absorb what is going on and really kind of enjoy the role? That's a really, that's a really good question. That's um, I think it's slowed down. There's a couple, there's a couple factors to that, right? Like I've become way more confident in what I, in myself doing this job, um, especially coming from, Macon and the SPHL, it's a it's a whole different ball game coming up, coming up here. And you know that that, that first year I was really fortunate to have that experience because I got to kind of feel my way around the American League and see what it's all about and see what's you know what's different. And really, as the assistant, I have and now as the head, I have the whole perspective of what needs to get done and what has to get done and I think having that entire perspective has been super helpful in doing my job now um I know how hectic it can be with on like with A-Rod's responsibilities now um and I know how what I need to get done and I know where those two things need to enter you know need to kind of overlap um and it makes it it makes it so much easier when I have when I have someone like like A Rod that I'm working with and even our our game night guys from our <laughs> we did from our video that we uh, that we posted you know a few months ago I think now but uh, I mean those guys those guys do an awesome job of making my life way easier 
um, is with, with just knowing that I don't have to like double check what's going on, knowing that they're, they're ultra reliable. And I can't thank those guys enough for helping me become better at my job. So it would be uh, be a disservice not to mention those guys. You mentioned A-Rod Austin Rodriguez, your assistant. And if you haven't checked it out, it's well worth it to go to our YouTube page and check out our behind-the-scenes video with the equipment staff this past season. You guys have a lot of fun, but you also work your tails off. That's, I mean, that's the biggest thing about our job, and that's one of the things that I made very clear with, with our staff is that I want to keep this – I want to keep it fun because we – with our situation with – buildings and it, I mean I don't know if you can hear it in the background but we got construction going on at the practice rink um which is where I am right now I can't get enough of the place <laughs> so uh you know with our, with our situation we are moving gear a lot and there's a lot of late nights um I mean that Stockton video we got pretty much down to a science but that doesn't show like the Ontario trips the back-to-backs with Bakersfield and we're coming into the rink at like 2 2 30 in the morning and having to load in so there's a lot of I wouldn't say sleepless nights, but there's a lot of sleep deprived nights. And uh, if we didn't keep it lighthearted and fun, it, this, we wouldn't want to, I don't think we'd want to do the job nearly as much as we do. And I hope the players see that how much fun and how much like pride we take in our job, because ultimately we are, we're there for them. And if we can have, we can have some laughs and some fun along the way, then I think it's totally worth it. Well, it's evident on a day-to-day basis that you guys do. Again, enjoy yourselves, and the players enjoy having you guys around. Sharks fans are familiar with Mike Aldridge because he's been around almost as long as the franchise has been in existence. Since you've been with the organization, I I know you don't work with Mike necessarily every day because you are essentially working with two different teams, but how has Mike kind of been a mentor for you during your time with the organization? Mike Aldrich has been tremendous in helping me. And just that first year, you know, we actually, yes, we sat down and uh, and had dinner one night and he just kind of picked my brain on like what I, you know, what I was feeling about this opportunity in front of me and everything like that. And I'm like, Mikey, I don't, I'm kind of like scared about it, to be honest with you. Like this is a big step. And like, I didn't want to jump into it and then, not be ready. I also didn't want to jump into it and just put like the organization, not at risk, but like, I didn't want, you know, I wanted them to have the right guy. And I got that vote of confidence from the guys next door. And by that, I mean, you know, Mikey, Vinny, Roy, and uh, John Peters. And those guys are also tremendous to work with every single one of them. And they've been, it's, it's been, it's made my experience way better. It's, it's like, uh, it's been it's been a lot quicker too, kind of developing and getting accustomed to this level. They're, those guys are tremendous to work with. Um, we do all the camps and everything together. They've uh, getting the experience and the taste next door with doing the camps, with playoff series, um, and just any any sort of experience we can get over there helps us be more confident in what we're doing. You know, at the end of the day, when the, when the players make that transition next door, they're going to feel like they were in an NHL room the whole time. That's, that is our goal. But Mike's been a tremendous, tremendous uh, mentor for me and kind of keeps me grounded. And, you know, I, we kind of feed back and forth on, on stuff with like a lot of uh, like new stuff that like we see first, cause we're getting a lot of the guys right out of junior versus, uh, you know, he kind of teaches me the, the old school kind of way of doing things. And I mean, he's, he's been 
we've all kind of <laughs> pushed him a little bit. He's kind of getting into the the new technology thing. We have the uh, we got the elite skate automated skate sharpener, and he's all about it. So he's uh, he's embracing the um, the next wave, if you will. Break that down for us. I don't think I've even seen the automated uh, skate sharpener. How does that work? <laughs> we'll we'll take you over. I think that is that's tremendous. That thing is so cool. I can't. I I just. I'm having a hard time letting it go. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for us to, uh, to kind of implement that with our, you know, back and forth between rinks kind of, you know, operation that we have and, uh, with just our operation in general, they've had to change a lot of their operation, but it's, I mean, it works great for them and we're, it's, it's an awesome piece of machinery. So you put in, however, the player likes their skate sharpened, whether it's, you know, quarter inch, eighth of an inch, whatever it is, you put that in and it does it for you automatically. Yeah, so you have to change the uh, – they have these pre-shaped wheels based on, like, the different cuts that you want into your skates. And uh, it's all – it basically CNC's it into the into the blade. So you get that consistent, you know, perfect sharpening every time. It's 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 wild. And this is still – like, it's, they're still developing it. It's this company out of Montreal, and they're still uh, – you know, they're still chipping away at it. These guys are brainiacs, right? Like, they, they know what they're doing, and they it's a science behind it, and – they're, uh, they're, they've been doing a great job of it. Okay, looking forward to when training camp does get underway. I don't know if you've had the discussions yet, but are there any sort of protocols that you're aware of that you guys have spoken about um, in place or going to be in place to mitigate whatever risks there are? Have you guys spoken about that or are there any things that you guys know you'll have implemented for training camp in the season? So things can smoothly get off the ground. We've, um, we've discussed it. So like we had a zoom call with all of our, myself, A-Rod, uh, Rooster, G and Cello. And we all kind of hashed out like where our, um, like our, our concern areas would be like, like when we load into a building, like if we can, let's say trust that says that sounds kind of bad, but like if we're okay with just loading into a building, knowing that the, uh, each arena staff is going to take care of sanitizing that room. So like, I think we're going to add a few steps to our, to our normal, like load in process. Whenever we're going somewhere, we're going to go around and just kind of spray down and make sure that the locker room is a hundred percent sanitized. Every time we go into it, um, we're definitely taking precautions to keep ourselves um, safe as well as the players. I mean, we, we are handling, we handle, everything so it's that uh that kind of high touch sort of thing that we're, we're concerned about i mean you see in the bubble right now with the nhl we're trying to take some some notes from that like that it but at the end of the day that is a that is a contained area it doesn't have outside factors with players going home to their families or significant others and their contact from the outside and thus opening up the opportunity for exposure and i mean hopefully that's we got a little bit of time, so hopefully there's uh, there's some there's some strides made towards uh, towards this and um, towards kind of knocking it down the the case rate and everything. But um, we've that we've we have some plans in place and we've made some uh, made some adjustments to how we do things on a day to day basis to take into account the COVID risk and for trying to mitigate that uh, that risk as much as possible. Speaking of the bubble. Your Boston Bruins, the the club at least you grew around, grew up around as a youngster. They're still in the yeah, mix. dude. They are a favorite for the Stanley Cup. 
They're playing uh, Tampa Bay, another favorite. And a former uh, Barracuda and Shark is a member of that Tampa club in Barkley Goodrow. Have you been able to watch any of the games? Have you been able to catch some of the games? And uh, who you got winning the Stanley Cup, my friend? Um, I've been I've been watching uh, not as much as I thought I, I would I would watch, but I'm definitely watching plenty of it. Plenty of the uh, I mean that's every every uh, playoff or every playoff year has their storyline, and obviously this is going to be riddled with storylines, but. Uh, I think it's interesting people wanting to put an asterisk on this. In my opinion, this is going to be one of the hardest to one of the hardest Stanley Cups to win. You got to factor in the mental fortitude, which is I think the biggest aspect of it. Guys taking what was it two months off and having to jump right back into the fire into camp and then jump right into a playoff series with the desperation levels, you know, multiplied. Like I think that's I think that's an interesting aspect. I think. Everyone is healthy. You don't have like those long, you know, season ending injuries as much of them uh, really impacting some of the rosters. So you're have teams coming in loaded for bear. And it's, I think it's going to be, I think it was a true, whoever wins it will definitely deserve it this year. We'll cut the, we'll cut the long story short, but um, not a betting man, but if I had to put money down, I think, I think it's going to be Boston and the Avs after, I think it'll be Boston and Philly for the East coast. And then um, I think, I think Colorado and Vegas for the, uh, for the West coast and that, that Vegas series could end, could end short. I, I don't know. I think, I think that Dallas Avs series is going to, is going to take a big time toll, but I still like, I still like whoever comes out of that as being the, uh, the representative from the West. I think uh, it seemed like Colorado was uh, the favorite out of the Western conference, at least through that first round the way they handled Arizona, but uh, they've got some work to do in a two, uh, two game deficit to Dallas, but that's uh, it's been fun to watch. I'll tell you what, I think everybody was happy to see hockey return. Um, if you're a Sharks fan, a Barracuda fan, we're enjoying it. There's teal, there's teal everywhere. There's teal everywhere. It is uh, is littered all all throughout uh, the playoffs and and various rosters. There are uh, semblances of uh, former Sharks and former Barracuda players Murph, love catching up. We got to catch up uh, a couple weeks back, and, and I think even about a week ago too. We got we got on the links. So I know you've been playing a lot of golf as well. So oh you've yeah. Been, uh, you know you've been driving race cars and you've been playing golf, and it seems like you're starting to gear up now, and you're getting back in in work mode. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say it was fun while while it lasted, but I think uh, I mean I like to no pun intended. I like to kind of shift gears and the season gets the season gets long and you get kind of caught up in it. And the summer is an opportunity for us to kind of become, you know, members, functioning members of society again. So, uh, but it's nice to, it's nice to have those things to kind of separate and break away from it so that you can come back and, you know, give 110% during the season. And I think that's been a little bit longer off season than we all would have liked to. But we're we're going to be loaded. We're going to be ready to go at least at least on our side of things, and uh, players will be too. We're going to be we're going to have we're going to have some fun this year. Yes, uh, we always do. We always do. Murph, as, excited as to see you on a that. daily basis. I'm happy you're doing well and you're staying safe. And um, and we'll we'll see it. We'll see us hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. We'll probably have to hit the links again in, in the very near future as well. But, I think uh, I think that's I think I think we're due for that. I think we are too. As always, man, one of the best. That's why you're a recurring guest. We appreciate it. I think fans enjoy a little behind the scenes, especially from equipment standpoint, because um, you do it all. So 
Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Enjoy your day. Hey, I appreciate you having me. This is always a blast to do. So anytime you need, anytime you need uh, to go way over your time limit, let me know. <laughs> so as always, thanks to Murph for filling in on this Tuesday. Always fun to catch up with him. One of the big personalities on the staff. As we've done throughout the offseason, our podcast is now running bi-weekly every Tuesday. But if you missed previous episodes, you can listen to what you missed at sjbarracuda.com slash confidential and wherever you listen to your podcast. Until next time, have a wonderful couple of weeks, and we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.